another episode of the Aquatic Mentors podcast and I'm your host Katrina Van Eyck. We've got a few now happening and today's episode is with a very experienced swim instructor and trainer. So today we're talking to a lady who has over 25 years experience in the swimming industry and that's in managing, teaching and coaching in both private and council run swim centres. She's the Professional Development Manager at the Australian Swimming Coaches and Teachers Association, or ASTA, overseeing the operational aspects of both teacher and coaching courses and training programs. So she's got a lot of knowledge in the training area. She's a devoted and passionate executive manager who specialises in change management, lean mythologies, process analysts and design with experience within training and development, compliance, not-for-profit, sporting and customer service industries. She's an engaging presenter whose passion lies in educating, mentoring and inspiring everybody to be the best version of themselves. She wholeheartedly believes that the key to increasing swimming participation and water safety lies in the connection between swim teachers, parents, swimmers and swimming coaches. So today we are going to be talking to the one and only Sally McKittrick. How did you start your journey in swimming? Well, well, that was just a few years ago, actually. No, look, I was blessed to have parents who made swimming a priority for myself and my four siblings. It was a non-negotiable for us. We started swimming lessons really early and it's only till later that my mum admitted the reason why she put us all in swimming lessons was because she had such a horrific experience in her high school carnival at school where she dived in, didn't know how to swim and was swimming, swimming, swimming and didn't realise she was going around in circles and by the time she opened her eyes up, everyone was laughing at her. Mm. Um, and she said at the moment she thought, you know what, I'm, if I ever have children, my children are never going to go through that experience. So she went through a horrific experience to be determined enough to come through with having five children and then putting us all through swimming. So I'm extremely grateful for that. And we all continued squad swimming through to our primary school years and onto our high school years. So with five of us swimming, Togs and towels were just strewn all over the house. You know, that's just the life we led. And I grew up, I'm the youngest with my twin sister. And so we kind of grew up sleeping under a table at club night on Friday nights. And some of my best friends are those seniors at the swim club who I used to fall asleep in their arms at squad nights. And I remember those days so fondly but my parents will tell you that my twin sister and I spent most of our time at the bottom of a pool we we were never on top of it so we were those problem students in the class that kept going under and the parent the teacher had to keep asking us to come back up (laughs) so I can really feel now for those poor teachers having us in the class but all I ever wanted to do was be on the bottom of the pool it's such a freeing feeling to be under there and to be privileged enough to get swimming lessons to be able to do that is something that I know that I am and I'm sure a lot of people are grateful for for the rest of their life that I've been given that opportunity to do that so from there I kind of spent most of our recreational time either swimming paddling on surf skis Um, we had a sail a catamaran 
and then my twin sister and I went into synchronized swimming. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and also water skiing. So that's where we kind of would say that we finished our junior years in swimming is in water skiing. So the two of us became part of the Queensland water ski show team. Um, and spent our weekends doing tricks and climbing pyramids and oh, doing wow. all that kind of fun stuff. So I look back on my childhood photos, most of them are of me in swimwear of some kind of description. So <laughs> I don't really bring them out too often because the clothes weren't really um, needed in our life. It was It's all about swimming in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So very privileged to have that experience and I know it. There's so many people in this world that don't get that experience. And it's amazing coming from your mother's experience to then being determined, and this is the type of parent we want in our swim schools, is that being determined that my kids are going to learn to swim. And then that becoming such a big impact in your life and your life revolving around swimming in some way and form. Yeah, you know, I've said to a few people as my journey's gone on, you know, I've now been in the working swim industry for over 25 years now that I owe that to my parents in a lot of ways. The determination to make sure that we could swim has given me something that I can take with me forever. So it's kind of, for me, staying in the aquatics industry is also a give back to my parents. Oh, that's a great way of looking at it. I love that. Mm. I mean, I didn't come from an affluent family in any way, shape or form. Well, my parents bought a house, a three-bedroom house, and then fell pregnant with a set of twins. Wow. So I couldn't even put floor coverings down. We had no floor coverings on our house. We had concrete. Yep. Um, I don't remember that stage, but they have told me about that stage. By the time I got old enough to remember flooring, we did have flooring. <laughs> but for a family who grew up, a working-class family, and five children is a lot of kids to put through sport. Mm. And we didn't only just do swimming. We did swimming, dancing, as I said, we did synchronised swimming, water skiing, we played netball, the boys played soccer, we went into surf life-saving, you know. So my parents definitely put everything towards us kids having the experiences we needed to have. So out of all the sports, swimming has definitely given me the most that anything could give me. That's fantastic. And like you said, they've provided for you, they've known that sport is something that as a kid you need to do and to give you that opportunity. That's just fantastic for them and for you to be able to give back and show that you appreciate what they did. Yeah, they probably don't know it that way, but <laughs> if they ever listen to this podcast, they'll find out now. You'll have to play it to them. Is there a relation between synchronised swimming and normal swimming? Is it a lot closer than what we as the general public see? Oh, it's a lot closer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the same skills that you learn when you're doing learn to swim are really skills that you use in synchronised swimming. And I suppose when I became a swim teacher, a lot of that influence came through. So you really do know how to, to float. But at the same time, you need to know how to sink. So you need to know how to be able to hold oxygen in your lungs or release oxygen in your lungs depending on where you need to be in the water and then also you need you really need to know how to scull well so I have always emphasized feel of the water sculling floating being able to take yourself halfway under the water being able to take yourself to the bottom of the pool 
knowing where you are in the water and if you can do those skills and you can point your toe at the same time <laughs> um, your you can do some synchronized for me <laughs> but the elements to start with are, are the same and like you said, knowing where you are in the water, I think that relates to everything because if you are in a drowning situation, to be able to know and instinctively know where you are in the water or in the sea, that would just be an amazing advantage to someone who is in that situation. Yeah, when you train for synchronised swimming, you've got to do a lot of lung work as well. So you kind of don't panic not having oxygen as well. It's a good way of learning not to panic. So if you're in the surf and you've been thrown underwater and you know that you can't get a breath straight away, I kind of instinctively know I'm not going to die right now without it. I just have to slowly get myself to the surface and then get a breath so I don't know whether synchronised swimming did that or the amount of times I was on the bottom of the pool when I should have been at the top in a swimming lesson. Um, <laughs> but I certainly don't panic when I'm underwater without any oxygen, that's for sure. Yeah. And I'm thinking we need to include a synchronised swimming routine in the next conference, ASTA conference in Brisbane. <laughs> Funny you say that. We are just taking on board a PD program that's come over from Europe that is synchronised swimming skills. We're about to offer it to all of our swim teachers as some extra skills to teach in their swimming lessons. So watch this space, Katrina. We are actually bringing <laughs> synchronised swimming into the world of ASTA. Wow, now that is diverse. We've got, we've got pool operator, we've got swim teacher, we've got coach, CPR, first aid, and now you've got synchronised swimming. You name it, it's the one-stop shop, Katrina. <laughs> and that's why I love Asta, because it's just so amazing. Everything's there. Wow. And the diversity, we've got cultural, we've got disability. My gosh, you guys are just one-stop shop. You're going to blow everyone out the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a good program. So we'll, we'll be promoting it out there soon. And, and the skills within it are terrific for swim teachers to be able to, and coaches to be able to take to their squads or lessons and to make their lessons just that little bit more fun. Yeah. Not quite as serious. Can I ask though, will we need to actually be able to perform a synchronised swimming routine? Because I won't be studying. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rest assured, you do not need to be able to actually do synchronised swimming yourself. It is just the basic skills. Don't worry. I feel. Feel free to put a nose plug on, put some music on in the background and go to town though if you want to. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Whatever, and the makeup and the smile and... <laughs> that's something like you said you don't show your bather photos from when you're young that'll be something that's kept it under lock and key <laughs> no probably the best part about synchronized swimming is that it's not a very photogenic kind of sport you know you can take 50 million photos of someone playing netball but trying to take photos of a person doing synchronized swimming is useless because they're mostly underwater so not many photos of the synchronized swimming it's good commentary, though. I've seen a few ones on the internet of people doing commentary to synchronise swimming. <laughs> yeah, it is good commentary. And I actually really enjoy watching it as opposed to a lot of people. But when it does come around on the Olympics and when I find it on the television over in America, etc., I do enjoy watching it. It is a very skillful sport. Take my hat off to those synchronised swimmers. 
I watch it a little bit if it is on for the Olympics and on YouTube or on Facebook and the skill that they've got to be able to do those moves and not come up, there's a lot more to it. And I suppose that's with any of those sort of sports, people will see what they see on the screen. But if you don't understand what's going on underneath, then you can't appreciate how much there is involved with it. Yeah, it's a terrific sport. It's not promoted enough in Australia, actually. With the amount of bodies of water that we have, we don't have enough synchronised swimming clubs around Australia. But, you know, we got into it because we did dancing and we did swimming. So combine the two of them together and there you go. There's your sport. Perfect. Well, maybe that's the line we need. There's lots of fun. We can start Because the dance out here in the country is massive. So if we can bring the two together... Yeah, bring those dance girls into your pools, Katrina. <laughs> well, I had a lot of the Filipino families from around here come to me and say, oh, we want to do Zumba in the water and we want to get Zumba teams happening and they were going to have different swimsuits for each team. And, and I thought, oh, that'd be really, really cool. It might be a good idea for them to bring out synchronised swimming for the different teams <laughs> in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could it they can do a bit of uh they can modernize the synchronized swimming make it synchro zumba <laughs> watch this space this might be a new course for you guys to get into <laughs> yeah. oh you never know you yeah never that's know. it well, it's about promoting swimming in any way and form so we can get it going that's exactly right so from that and you've had such a swimming orientated lifestyle and journey through childhood and then as you've developed and managed your own swim school, what was the biggest lesson you've learned in your swim journey? Or is there a couple of lessons? There's lots of lessons in swimming, but probably the biggest one, and I, I do repeat this probably way too many times, is opportunity. Swimming to me equals opportunity. So whether it's a career, whether it's a sport, whether it's the opportunity to go snorkeling on the Great Barrier Reef, whether it's the opportunity to just spend a holiday paddling around an island or whatever. It all stems from learning to swim. From very young, swimming gave me a, a sense of confidence through my school life. So we went to a primary school that had a pool. So mum would drop us off in the morning and we would swim and then she'd come back and she'd bring bowls of breakfast and nice warm Milo's for us. And then we'd get dressed and ready and we'd already be at school and then she'd wave us off and off she'd go and we'd already swum in the morning. And the school then had school swimming programs. And of course, if you're in the squad, you go straight into the shark squad. And I know that a lot of people at that school were very proud of being in the shark squad because the shark squad meant you were the top swimmers in your grade, you know? Yeah. And I look back on it now and it was such a small thing, but it does give you a sense of pride to be able to put yourself in that space. So again, it just brings back to opportunity and swimming provides so much fun, especially when you're growing up and then when you're bringing your own family up. You know, like the holidays we've had and the things we've done, my husband and I took our four children on a cruise and went around the Great Barrier Reef and took them snorkelling. And our youngest was six and our eldest was 16. And the six of us were snorkelling together on the Great Barrier Reef. And it'll just be a moment that always stays with me. Such a great opportunity. And and then to think that this life-saving skill come opportunity come swimming come it brought me part-time job that was one of my first part-time jobs was to become a swim teacher 
Yeah. Um, and now I'm still in the industry years later and working with such amazing people. So again, it's just opportunity. That's what I love about it. We have four children and it was a non-negotiable for them too. I followed my parents' footsteps. They had to swim. And my rule was that they had to swim until they got to junior squad. Once they got to junior squad, I didn't care whether they swam any longer. They didn't have to be competitive. They didn't have to take it anywhere or do anything with it. But as long as I knew that they could swim in junior squad, therefore they could at least swim a kilometre, mm -hmm. I was happy. So I've had two that swam until junior squad and then stopped. And I've had two that have followed the competitive line. And for all of them, it's brought opportunity. And I see that already. So that's probably the biggest thing I've learnt in my swimming journey is that you can't surpass what swimming can bring to people from a very young age all the way up to adults, even adults who never learnt to swim. Mm. I had a wonderful woman come to my swim school and she said to me, I'm absolutely petrified of water, but it's time that I learnt to get over it. And I asked her why. And she said, well, my husband and my two sons, they go out on the boat and I have to sit on the land and wait for them to come back because I'm too petrified to go out on the boat and be with them. Oh, no. And I don't want to miss out anymore. And I felt so sorry for it. It broke my heart yeah. because just because she didn't know how to swim, she couldn't go and have that fun with her sons. The greatest part is she wanted to surprise her husband and her boys and she would come to my swim school twice a week at lunchtime. I would finish all of my lessons with the kids and then in she'd come and she was so scared when she started, absolutely petrified. And every lesson we'd take another little step and another little step and another little step and week on week she got more confident and more confident and ended up floating, ended up learning how to swim and then... Within six months, she was swimming up and down my pool. And the opportunity that it opened up for her was amazing. And the day that she came back and said that she went on the boat that weekend, and you know what she did, Katrina? Oh. She went out on the boat and when they stopped fishing, yeah. she jumped off the boat <gasps> into the water. Oh, they would have had And that. they all thought they did. Her <laughs> husband and her two sons had a fit and jumped in after her. Oh, no. Because she'd never told them that she was having swimming lessons. She just did it as a secret and then went out there and jumped in the water. I was so proud of her. I really was. Wow. And she came back saying that was amazing and now she's got the opportunity to go out on the boat with her husband and sons. So uh, I can't go past more than opportunity. That's what it means to me. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, I've been going through these podcasts and that's one topic that keeps coming up is opportunity. And to be able to take that opportunity, like your swimmer had, your lady, she came in and she just said, enough's enough, I need to learn. I was talking to another lady in a podcast, Jacqueline Wong, and she had that, she deals with adults and she'll spend that one-on-one -on -one teaching them. And she said, they can now do things, they can go on holiday. There's nothing stopping them in any way, shape or form. And it doesn't even have to be water related. That confidence they've built from being able to develop that skill, they've then gone and used that confidence in other ways. Yeah. There's no money that can buy that. Mm. Nothing can buy what swimming can give you opportunity wise and what you can do with it later on in life. 
So I'm stuck with this industry. I tell you, I'm absolutely glued to it. I've quite a few times thought maybe I should jump out of the industry and try something different. And I just get pulled back into it every time. Once it's in your heart, it just it just never leaves you. You yeah. can't get out. <laughs> no, I know that feeling too. And oh yeah, definitely don't go. We need you to stay. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, once it's in your heart, especially if you've got it as a young kid, it always stays there. I know I stopped swimming for a while as I sort of hit my 20s and, and then got back into it when I met my husband and moved up here into the country areas. And straight away, it just felt so natural to be in the water and I couldn't comprehend why other people wouldn't be. I've got friends that won't put their kids into swimming lessons or wouldn't previous because they'd have to get into the water with them and they don't want to see themselves in bathers and other people see them. And I said, but no one cares. You're just in. Once you're in the water, it doesn't matter. And she's since done it, which has been great. And it's given the family an opportunity. And yeah, it's just that. It's about getting in and giving it a go. And if I hadn't have got back into it, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have the career I have. I wouldn't have the passion I have if I hadn't got back into it. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's always in your blood. It always stays in there. Yeah. We're not here for the money. <laughs> if you were here for the money, you chose the wrong industry. We're here because of the love of it and the feeling it gives you. It just gives you such satisfaction for yourself. My husband and I just went and got ourselves some new surf skis last week and jumped out on the water and went paddling. And oh my goodness, I haven't paddled in years. And it was such a wonderful feeling to get back out on that water and just smell the clean fresh air and see the blue water underneath me and just paddle along it very very invigorating yeah it just brings you back out and you could be worrying about things and just getting into that water just completely changes it and calms you down yeah you know it's really healthy for children with anxiety and stuff like that to bring them in the water because it can help it can be so therapeutic for them So was there a main highlight in your swimming journey so far? I would say I've got three elements to this. Recreationally would definitely be being part of the Queensland Water Ski Show team and standing on top of the pyramid with my twin sister. Don't want to disclose my age, but we performed in the opening ceremony of Southbank Parklands. Um, So, you know, just being a part of that, and being able to do that is probably one of the highlights of swimming for me. Yeah. Professionally, though, it's definitely working at Asta and leading a team of about 120 trainers doing our education courses. So, you know, that really rounds out my passion with it because not only am I working in the aquatic industry, but now I'm bringing people into the aquatic industry and I'm training up trainers who are passionate enough to bring more people into this wonderful industry. So I'm privileged in this role. I really love it. And to have all of these professionals around me on a day-to-day basis, it's just terrific. Probably the highlight, when I started at Asta, I said to Brendan, our CEO, I really wanted to develop the education suite to be a one-stop shop. And he looked at me, he said, really? Is that what you want to do? I said, yeah, that's where I see this going. And he said, well, Sal, go for it. And it's coming to fruition and it's been terrific and I'm loving it. So professionally, it's definitely my role in Asta. And then this one's a funny one because personally, I met my husband through swimming. We swam in the same swim club from five years of age. Um, (laughs) So we have a terrific water connection with our kids and swimming is a non-negotiable in his life as well. 
So we just connect on that level so well. But yes, we do have photos of the two of us in the same swim club. Him being that little blonde hair, blue eyed boy and me with the pigtails. <laughs> and I was an identical twin, so he never knew which one I was. Uh, now he tells me that anyway. So, but swimming has brought the two of us together as well. So it's given me so many highlights, actually. Lots of highlights. That's fantastic. Mm. And it's all different, different highlights, different areas. And you've been able to you break those down in, into the three different areas, but they still interrelate as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and now my kids are swimming too. So I've got two kids who have taken the competitive line and my youngest just made nationals for the first time. At 12 years of age, I veered off the competitive over to water skiing. So I didn't actually experience the nationals and all of that kind of stuff. So now watching him go through that is a whole nother highlight to watch happening. So yeah, it's been a terrific journey. Yeah. Absolutely terrific journey. That's great. And the amount of exposure and the amount of things that you've done, you can now see a lot more of it because of your son. That's great. Yeah. I probably didn't put in there my swim school too. That probably should be a highlight as well. I mean, I always had the dream of starting my swim school one day. I say I always had it. I probably realised that at about 25, probably thought, you know what, it'd be pretty cool to have my own swim school one day. That'd be good. And at 35, I achieved it. So yeah, that, that probably should be in the reel of highlights, shouldn't it, if yeah. I actually thought about it? Yeah. <laughs> Can't leave that out. Mm. It was a dream and you've... No, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a dream and I've, I've got that. So that's, that's terrific. It's been running now for 10 and a half years, I think, and still going strong. Apart from now, in the COVID time, we're all at a halt, but we'll be back up and running very shortly, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, that's right. It's getting shorter and shorter every day. So Yeah, it's getting closer. We don't need it to come too close because we want to make sure that we're all ready and raring to go when it happens. And we have to make sure we've got the correct social distancing measures in place, etc., to make sure that we're safe. But look, the industry's got that under control. I'm sure we'll come back stronger than ever. Uh, I think so. And I think this is the perfect timing for swimming because for a while swimming's been dropping off, as all sport has. And I think to be able to come out of this and be able to say, well, this is how swimming is now, whether it's changed or it hasn't, but for be able to promote it, we can come out stronger and better than when we went into COVID. I think also what I've liked is the fact that people have developed, people have done upgrades to their pool. There's so many people out there that are rewriting policies or going doing their lesson plans. They're doing so much background work. And we've taken that time to better ourselves and it's now putting it into practice and making the industry better as we come out of COVID and standing out. Oh, absolutely. And the bonding that has happened through this yeah. is absolutely incredible. The community coming together as a whole, instead of competing against each other for the next customer coming through the door, everyone's binding together and working so closely together to make sure that as an industry, we have this under control. Yeah. And it's been really, really terrific to watch that happen and be part of those meetings and hear the camaraderie in the background of we can do this. All we need to do is put some of these things in place, instigate some new rules. And everyone's really willing to help each other come through this. So the community that has come out of this, I think has been one of the greatest things that's come out of it. I think we will all continue to move forward and stay connected this time. 
quite often it was divided, but now it's a connected community. Yeah, and that's right. Everyone's coming back together and we're wanting to achieve the same thing, which is great. So was there anyone that played a big role in your swimming journey, like a mentor or a family member or a coach? I think in all journeys, there's lots of people who make an impact, you know, along the way. And I know you've had lots of people make impact with you. And I've certainly had lots of people along the way make small advances for me. I mean, first, my parents, I mean, they played a huge part in getting me in the industry in the first place. And I think back now, even my dad, he became a synchronized swimming judge when my sister and I were synchronized swimming just so he could be part of it. I mean, what dad actually puts themselves out there to become a synchronized swimming judge? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> a dedicated- I, I always laugh when I think about Yeah, a dedicated dad. That's exactly right. Professionally, though, there have been a lot of people. But if I was to choose one, I'd probably actually have to choose two. Yep. I don't want to feel like I'm leaving anyone out here. But the two I would have to pick would be Brendan Keogh from Genesis Aquatic Center and Gary Toner. Why I say that is they both know I'm very much an introvert and I have the perfect ability to fly under the radar. But both of them seem to recognize that and how saw a bit of value that needed to be brought out. And so they both had the ability to give a bit of a push and a nudge and make me poke my head out of the sand. Yeah. If if you can say that. So they both kind of gave me nudges in different ways that have brought me to the place I am now and both really encouraged me to keep going. It's been interesting. I mean, they're not the only two, that, but they're probably the two dominant ones that have made the biggest impact for me in this industry. Yeah, definitely. When I first moved back to Brisbane, I worked for Brendan Keogh for his aquatic centre there and it was terrific to have him, probably what I would say, validate what I had already been doing and then recognise, hey, Sal, I think you can add to the community here. I think you can give a bit more. And he was the one who took me on stage in front of the ASTA conference and made me talk in front of a hundred people and show my worth and without Brendan doing that I certainly know I wouldn't be where I am today and Gary Toner was actually sitting in the audience that day and then connected with me from there so it was a pivotal moment I would say and Brendan Keogh was the the person who made that pivotal moment happen so I'll always be grateful to him for that. Yeah, he's made you come out of your skin and actually show us what you're capable of and now look at what you've been able to do. And it's amazing to think that he made that connection and then from there you've been able to connect with Gary and it's sort of all interrelated and work together. It's kind of snowballed from there. It really has snowballed a bit, you know. It went at quite a fast pace at one point, similar to yours. Yours snowballs a little bit and then slows and then snowballs again. Yeah. But he allowed that to happen. So, But I, I am very much an introvert. Everyone will tell you that. So if I get the opportunity to hide in the background, I absolutely will. <laughs> Not to say I don't like being out in the front. When I stand out in the front, I feel very comfortable. But I probably prefer to be in the background being that worker bee pushing along. So, yeah. yeah. We always need those worker bees. Yeah. I know I need one I was chatting to Hayden on a podcast and I said I need someone who I'm the ideas person and I put them out there and I need someone who can just work behind me and just keep pushing me or make it all happen make it all happen yeah it does the admin side of it for me and brings it all together yeah they're a special kind of person who can sit behind there and just nut away at all of the essential parts behind the scenes and get it all done yeah 
I'm really grateful that the two of them, plus now Brendan Ward, he's a terrific CEO. He is so good to come to the fore when required. So he's been terrific and I think he's doing an absolutely awesome job of Asta and we've got a long way to go. But yeah, I'm proud to be a part of in the space it's in at the moment, definitely. Yeah, and we're definitely seeing that from being the, the troopers on the ground, if you can call us that. Asta are really revolving and revolutionising, can't say that word, um, swimming and the way swimming's taught and developed. I think that's really good that you've taken the lead and you've run with it and been able to change it and bring something new to swimming and we can see that happening and it's it's like a change is coming. We're developing. I can't wait to see mm-hmm. as a big storm comes through what happens at the end. Yeah, look, there's so many exciting changes to come. I'm actually excited to watch this happen because change and situations make innovation and there is a lot of innovative work happening in the backgrounds at the moment. So very excited to see how swim schools and swim programs and swim coaches innovate to change the way they were doing it to suit the new environment. So I really am excited to watch this space. But really proud that ASTA has come together and brought together all of these communities. And we're very passionate about the fact that coaches can't do their role without teachers and teachers can't do their role without swim schools. So we're all in this together and we have to bind together to make the industry a bigger and better place. Dividing it will only hinders progress but by bringing everyone together, the greatest minds can come together and we can really come to the fore. So, as I said, exciting times ahead really are. I can't wait to watch it and be a part of it. Yeah, that's just perfect. Well said there. Um, exactly what we're all seeing, what we're all feeling. So it's great to be involved and, like you said, to be part of it. It's fantastic. So as someone who's highly involved with training and with these developmental courses, What's something you would say or wisdom you would impart to a new swim teacher or coach? And I think this is going to be absolutely fantastic for anyone coming because of the position that you hold. Give you my expertise here. Oh, look, (laughs) whenever I'm in front of students, and this is something that is just a, a blessing in disguise being able to go over to China and work with swim teachers over there. and But there's one thing I tell everyone, whether they're a coach, a teacher, a swim school manager, it doesn't matter who you are, reach out to as many other different swim centres as you can. Go and watch swim centres. Go and watch swim teachers. Go and watch other swim managers and coaches. When you go on holidays, go stalk all of the swim centres in the area. Spend the day sitting in their swim centre and watching what they do and how they do it. Introduce yourself to the manager and say, hey, I work in this swim centre and I do this, this and this. You know, I'm here on holidays. What do you do? And I can tell you, I did just say I'm an introvert and I am an introvert, but that's the one thing that I do do whenever we go on holidays and it drives my husband crazy (laughs) is that I will stop the swim centre and walk in and I will say it, I will pretend that I have a couple of children that I want to enrol into the swim centre and ask the lady behind the counter to tell me all about their swim centre and what they do. I am that fake person that comes in and says, hi, my name's Julia And I've got a two and a four-year-old and I'd like to inquire into swimming lessons. (laughs) And then I just stand there and listen to see what they say and what they offer. 
So yeah, if you ever have a Julia that comes in and yeah, yeah, that's that happens to be me. Sorry about that, but it's just the way you learn, you know? You, that's the best way to learn. And then to ask if you can sit and watch the lessons. I do always ask. I say to them, Do you mind if I sit and watch? And no, no, go ahead, you know, and you will always learn things that you never want to do and you will always learn things that you want to incorporate in your own role. So the biggest thing I say is don't just go to one swim school, learn from that swim school and stay in that swim school. I mean, be loyal to that swim school. I'm not telling you not to be loyal to them, but for your own benefit to learn, go and watch other swim schools. Go and reach out. And if you see a swim school doing something completely different and you go back to your swim school and think, you know what, I'd like to instigate that, but that's not on our program, talk to your manager. Everyone is open to new ideas. And if you can bring new ideas back to your swim school, you'll be more valued because you are actually coming to them with more solutions. So the advice I give is reach out and watch and Go and see as much as you can, no matter whether you're a teacher, coach, swim school manager, you can always learn. But the other thing I do tell them is when you are a swim teacher, coach or manager, the children and or adults that you are teaching are looking to you to be an example. So don't go to work looking miserable. There's no point to going to work looking miserable. You have to go there with a smile on your face. You have to go there wanting to do the role that you want to do. Because if you want them to come back next week wanting to be there, you have to want to be there first. Yeah. You have to be the example. So if you're a coach and you turn up in the morning at quarter to five looking like you don't want to be there, I can guarantee you next week those six kids walking through your door are going to look mirror image exactly what you looked like last week. Yeah. And we so, pick up non-verbal you know, more than we pick up verbal cues. So put that game face on, whether you feel like you want to be there or not, you put that game face on and you go there and you put your damnedest into the role that you're doing while you're there. They're my two bits of advice. Learn, learn, learn. And not only from my education that I'm putting out there, but go and visit swim schools and put a smile on your face and actually enjoy it because there's lots to enjoy in the industry. Yeah, and that's right. There is a lot out there and you can learn so much. I know when I did my bronze coaching and just actually going to different coaching sessions, learning from different people, I learned exactly what you said, what not to do and what to do. And you can pick that up so quickly. It's just so easy to learn from everyone. We should take those opportunities. And when you do go out there and you're watching other people, that also inspires you to actually do accredited learning as well because you think, okay, I actually want to learn something there. I want to find out about that. So definitely come along and do your teacher and coach courses and manager courses with us. Yeah. So <laughs> Bit of a plug yeah. there, aren't that? That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come to Asta. We'll, we'll guide you. We've got the whole journey for you from trainee all the way through to swim school manager We've got the journey. Just come see us. It's all completely planned. Perfect. That's going to be my leading. I'm going to put that as the headline now. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, what does swimming look like in the future? Oh, I tell you, isn't this an exciting time? We've had had a chance to stop and to regain ourselves and to rejig and go, you know what, where are we going to take this forward? We're normally so busy in the role, not working on the role. So we've finally had a chance to stop 
and go, who do we want to be when we come back? How do we want our centre to be when we come back? What kind of coach do I want to be when I go back? So, oh boy, I'm excited to watch everyone. And it's going to be like that opening day on Boxing Day. Everyone's going to be running (laughs) through the front door to get back to their role. Yep. So uh, there's going to be a lot of innovation and innovation has already happened. Have a look at how many swim coaches and teachers are out there already doing innovative things on Zoom and Facebook and stuff like that. So what I can say, training has changed and is going to change. Jobs will change. Opportunities will change. Competitive swimming has to change. I mean, it's no longer okay to have 400 kids sitting in one marshalling area. So things are going to have to change because parents aren't going to accept that any longer. Yeah. How we structure our swim schools, our change rooms, our swimming lessons, all of that has to change. But there's great people out there at the moment and they're all working on the future and they're all getting together and they're nutting this out together. Trust me, in the backgrounds... I'm privileged to be a part of some of these conversations happening with the bright minds. There are so many good minds out there at the moment and the vibe is very positive. Yeah. I will absolutely say that, you know, when we first had to stop, it was very negative, as you said before, Mm. but the vibe now is very positive and they are really coming up with some great initiatives and they're being thrown around and ideas coming left, right and centre. So Aster, along with all of these great minds, are currently putting together some recommended guidelines to help swim schools move forward. They're not a Bible that you have to go by, but they're guidelines to help you navigate your way through. So it's all positive and I can't wait to see what we all come up with because I think I'm going to have to redo the rounds of swim schools again. <laughs> On my holidays, because they will have all changed. That's right. I can't guarantee that the one I went into is the same as what it was before. Now I'm going to start all over. Oh, can't wait to tell my husband that. I just realised I'm going to have to start all over again. (laughs) Well, it's all tax deduction, isn't it, if you visit a swim school and learn? (laughs) (laughs) And then we've also got to educate the parents. That's a change too, because parents need to come along for the ride with us. Yep. And that's, I think, how there's so much to happen. Yeah, yeah. If we focus, or not focus, but if we include the parents and educate them at the same time, we can definitely advance swimming a lot more and a lot quicker. Yeah, it will rely on our ability to educate our parents and work with our parents. And I think that's going to be the key is those that move forward the fastest will be those that are skilled to be able to communicate effectively with the parents and the stakeholders. Yeah, that might be a new training to develop, a marketing training to help (laughs) us communicate. Mm, Yes. Yeah, I love it. We had a town hall with um, Carol Fox the other day who took us through communication, which was terrific. Were you on that one, Katrina? Yes, 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 you I'm, were actually. Yes, yeah. I do remember you were on that one. It wasn't it terrific. Oh, yep. some of our town hall meetings have been amazing. I've loved them. I've yeah. loved all of them. There's just so much you can get out of them. And there's a few that I've missed. I'm going to go back on the Asta Connect and listen to those ones. But oh, it was a great one with Carol. Just even the emails and things like that, I've picked up on how to write emails a lot better to people. And I was lucky enough that when I did my aquatics and recreation course, she was one of the presenters and I asked her a question and she gave me her book 
Oh, you've got the book. Oh, wonderful. And I haven't actually sat down. I haven't really had the time to sit down and read it. But after listening to her webinar, I just went, no, I've got to really read that. And that's going to help me relate to so many people. And I'm picking up now on everyone's emails. Straight away when she went into emails, my mind went through, I know I've sent her three emails. What did I type on my emails? I'm going to have to go back and have a look and see what I actually typed. He's analysing It made me feel very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was analysing myself then. What did, how did I write that email to her? What did I say? It was very interesting, yeah. And even I think like what she said with rapport, that's something I'm learning in my life coaching course about building rapport and people. And in a book, it explains that you may think differently. So you may be a visual person compared to someone who's like yourself with the data side of it and relates more to that. But you're not going to get anywhere if you don't build that rapport with someone and being able to communicate with them on their level in their emails and just simple things like that. They're going to connect with you a lot more and it's going to mean that they're more likely to speak with you and to offer you those opportunities and develop things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in all relationships, there's a different level and you can see when she was explaining the different language and communication types, what level you get to with certain people Yeah, because your language can block it or it can let it flourish. So, no, I found it terrific. I was writing notes left, right and centre and, and this is what I mean. The community has really come together yeah. to help each other move forward it's been an amazing time really I think it's been very good for all of us yeah I know people have mentioned it's not just in the aquatic industry it's not other aquatic professionals it's how we can use other professionals to help us develop as well yeah absolutely and you've got to look at how you're emailing and because that primary communication source now isn't it so you really have to look at how that's happening and what you're portraying when you're answering someone or asking someone for something. We're all going to be over-analyzing everyone now. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. I avoid <laughs> our emails that we've been sending. I'm looking and I'm going, okay, no, oh, can't. I've got to change that. Sally's not that type of person. So <laughs> it's interesting how we're going. I know I've being a very visual person probably annoyed a heap of people with my emails. So something I needed to look back and check. Maybe we need to have next to our name the type of communication we use. We all need to absolutely know it and put it on in our signature yep. at the end so everyone knows how to reply to you. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, that's really good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Could work so much easier, make it so easy for everyone. Yeah, if we scrolled to the bottom of everyone's email and where they signed off, we saw what type of communicator they were, well, then we'd know how to communicate back with them then, wouldn't we? Yeah, it'd be perfect. Huh. I'm even mm. going to use it on my kids because I know my kids are all different ones and picked up a lot just for them off of that one webinar. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, how you can have children in the same family but be totally opposite in ways of communication and they've all grown up in the same environment. Mm. so it's, it is definitely as she said it 90 percent of it is is born within you you are that kind of person yeah and it's going to work well for when we go back as swim teachers and swim coaches we can actually now be a bit more personal with our kids and see how they develop and actually bringing everything to them and learn how they learn yes it just makes you more aware of yourself and of them and how you can make it work better mm. so yeah looking forward to the next lot of uh town hall meetings over the next few weeks 
So this might be a question to um, be posed in the future in regards to what you've said about some of the town hall and the webinars coming up. But do you have any idea of how, as an individual or an industry, we can promote and develop learn to swim and competitive swimming to encourage more participants and get it out there? Yeah, look, I think the number one key element is that we need to be in front of people's faces. I find that swimming seems to be the introvert of the group. I mean, have a, take a look at the moment in the news. All we see is football. We all know what's happening with football. We know what they're contemplating next when there's the teams are trying to get together, etc. But none of us know what our elite swimming team is doing. We don't know when our semi-professional kids can go back to swimming. We don't know when our learn to swim schools can reopen. We seem to be the introverted sport with only a couple of extroverts out there putting the sport in front. Like Laurie Lawrence does a great job. You can't deny his extroverted personality. He is out there making sure everyone knows about learn to swim, etc. And I think we need more of Laurie's. Now, I'm not putting my hand up to be that person because I am the introvert, not the extrovert. But the industry bodies need to find a platform where they can scream and shout to the world the importance of what we do and why we do it. Yeah, We are a sport, but we're more than a sport. Yeah. As I said, we're an opportunity. We're an education. We're a fitness. We are mobility for some people. That's what we are, mobility. We're a social get together. We provide harmony. We're peace of mind. Swimming has brought me peace of mind with my own kids that when we go somewhere, they can swim and I don't have to overly worry about them. You always worry about them in water, but you don't have to overly worry about them because they can swim. So it's about finding that platform where we can get in front of everyone's face and say, hey, we're just as important as education and we need to be out there promoting ourselves in the education space because we are more than a sport. How to do that? I'm no guru in the marketing or the getting out there space at all. I wish I had a solution because if I had a solution, I would certainly be putting it out there. (laughs) Um, So unfortunately, I don't have a solution. But I think we're a country that has the resources. We've just got to find a way to do it. Yeah, we have water everywhere. We have this opportunity for everyone to learn to swim. Really, there are no blocks apart from the blocks we make ourselves. It just has to become a priority in everyone's mind. And for something to become a priority, it has to be in front of their face. Yeah. So that I do know. We have to, all of the industries together, the bodies, all of our aquatic industry bodies, and we are, we are coming together. I'm part of some of those meetings. We are together. What we haven't been able to do is put ourselves on that pedestal and get heard. Mm. And somehow we've got to put ourselves on that pedestal and make ourselves heard. That's probably my answer to that one. So it'll happen. Just got to find the right people to do it. Yeah, I'll be one. Jump on that pedestal. Let's go. Yeah, I will. I'll get up there. I'll get going. I'm good at my uh, pedestals and my soapboxes sometimes. <laughs> my uh, school principal. 
Yeah, that's exactly yeah. true. I actually really like that because I'm think the same way and that's something I've felt for quite some time. And it is just about getting out there and it's putting more people out there. I think swimming is very much promoted just before the Olympics because in Australia we see our swimmers and the Commonwealth Games we idolise them and that's where we're going to win all our medals from. And then it just falls the wayside and nothing else happens. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to bring it out there. We need to be in people's faces all the time and not just at that certain time. And bringing in all the industries, like you said, it is not just about swimming and it's not just about competitive swimming. It's actually, like you said, it's an education. It's a way of saving lives. It's a way of being able to go out and do water skiing being able to go on holiday and feel comfortable. So bringing everyone together, I think we need to jump up and put it out there and put it in people's faces. It's an essential in a lot of people's lives in that for people that struggle with mobility, it is sometimes the only way they can become mobile is in water. And what brings with that is great mental health. It's not just the competitive side of it. There are so many elements to water and we certainly need to get that out in front of people's like I know that there would be lots of families at the moment maybe with children who have mobility issues and they you know when pools were open they could take their child down to the pool and watch that child who can't walk on land but can walk in a pool feel like Goliath because I'm walking in the pool and it's such a freeing feeling and as soon as pools are closed down they've lost that ability to be able to have that feeling and that strength and that confidence so somebody needs to be out there with a banner saying get these people back in water get these children that really desperately need water back into water let's give them their confidence back let's give them that freeing feeling or the mobility or the exercise that the hydrotherapy needs and you know and I've been watching the tv and the news and facebook and but I've got to admit, I haven't seen one person get out there and scream for all of those people who water for therapy. Yeah. I haven't seen that at all. Like there's been a bit of learn to swim stuff, but it's blink, you'd miss it and self-promoted it. It hasn't been out there where, like you said, and I mean, I know AFL is run more like a business and then got a lot of money into it. And I went to a conference once with Swimming Victoria and Jaco, our head coach, or Swimming Australia was there and I said well why can't we run it like that and he said we just haven't got the money and I understand that but Mm -hmm. I think and I know the money's even harder now with trying to get grants and funding for sport but I think we need to look at different ways and new initiatives and how we develop and where I was teaching Kerrang I was also doing the admin side for when the old people were coming through and using it for mobility and they kept saying to me don't shut the pool Whatever you do, don't shut the pool because this is the only way I can move. If I don't have this water exercise, then I won't be able to move and I need it. And I think, well, mm-hmm. you know, it just affects everyone. It does. It, it does. It really does affect everyone in so many ways. So we're coming out of it though, Katrina. We are on our way out, thankfully. We're climbing that ladder back out and pools will be open and people can go back and enjoy their pastime very soon. Yeah, and that's right. It's about getting it out there and getting it in people's faces. I really like that. And hopefully we can, Mm -hmm. through this, convince a few people to do it. Even though I'm an introvert, I understand that not being in people's faces doesn't help your cause. But 
we definitely need to be in front of everyone to help our cause. That's what we need to be, is in everyone's faces, telling them how desperate we are for people to be able to get back in, into water again. So, you know, but I'm not saying that the industry hasn't done their absolute best. They have. They've done their absolute best, as you said, with the finances we got. What we've got to do is prepare ourselves better for next time in that how can we do this sport better so that we do have the money next time to be able to shout from the rooftops? We have to be as exciting as those other sports so that next time we do have that money to stay in front of people's faces. We're just not exciting enough. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to bring out the streamers and the balloons and fanfare. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. It's terrific to talk to you today, Katrina. It really has. Thank you very much. That's all right. Thank you for taking the time to do it. I've really learned a lot and it's great that what I'm working towards is something that the industry is wanting as well. It's got the nous to do it. So, you know, have the confidence to keep going. Have have the confidence to just keep stepping forward because I'm more than happy to keep um, supporting you all. Brilliant. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me.